Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. It's my first show of 2016. How's it get any better than that? And I thought I'd start off with a show something totally insignificant. So one of the reasons I chose this uh, this show was that it's like uh, people make a lot of things significant. Um, New Year's is significant. Christmas is significant. All these things. And marriage is significant. And I um, got married a couple weeks. So I think it's like a week now. I got married on the 29th. It's week tomorrow. How's it getting better than that? And uh, and a lot of these things are extremely significant in this reality. And people make them extremely significant. So what is what does that all mean, right? So um, for... Those of you who are not totally aware of what you've just tuned into, you've tuned into a show about bodies, sexuality, copulation, fun play, uh, and all kinds of stuff related to um, like really out of the box stuff with uh, your sexualness and your sexuality and your body and copulation. So that's what you've tuned into. And you've tuned in to me. Uh, my name is Melitza Yelenich, and I'm, I've been working with bodies and people and energy for over 20 years professionally, um, and, and this embodiment, and probably four trillion for all the other embodiments. And uh, in this embodiment, I've chosen to do uh, a lot of stuff with um, people that I started to notice I had just uh, a sort of ease with speaking to people about. Uh, things going on in their love life, their sex life, and their relationships. And it was never a, like the plan to become somebody who was going to talk about this, although I just had an incredible ease with it. So um, I'm talking about it. There, how's it get any better than that? So for those of you who are wondering too, like what is this all going to be out of the box stuff? A lot of the out of the box stuff for me really started to think that I was more comfortable speaking to, um, you know, publicly, when I started uh, to do some work from Access Consciousness, and the first time I had bars run, I, I just, like, things changed in my life, so much so that I became a bars practitioner, and then a bars facilitator, and a body process facilitator, and I've been in Access for a few years now, and so I've been working with those energies along with a lot of other things, and have really like a lot of the stuff that Access Consciousness has has to say about um, choice and some of the tools that we can use to have more ease and joy and glory in our lives. And this, uh, lately, I've been really having in the forefront of my awareness, um, in Access, we have something called The Ten Keys to Total Freedom. And so a while back, I bought this book, The Ten Keys to Total Freedom. And one of the keys, and this is um, based on a telecall by Gary Douglas and Dane here, who are the co 
co-creators of Access. Gary Douglas is the founder of Access. Um, and the fifth key to total freedom is no form, no structure, and no significance. And so when working with this show, I'm often like asking the show, what would you like to talk about? And this week it, it was like, oh, let's talk about significance and insignificance, especially with uh, all this stuff that's come up. It kind of was like, yeah, that that energy matches um, a lot about what's going on uh, for me and that I'm noticing uh, in the planet. So what is this no form, no structure, and no significance? Well, first... Let's find out what form, structure, and significance are. So form, um, in this book, is the shape or outline of something. It's also the way something is done or a way of acting. And structure is the manner of organizing, building, or constructing something that makes sure everything runs in a specific manner. It's something that everyone agrees exists in a particular way and that you don't have the right to change. Significance is importance or meaning. We make something significant when we make it meaningful, important, or consequential. So with a lot of, um, you know, insignificant sex, with a lot of insignificant sex, well, those were two different sentences I started at, you know, two different places. <laughs> so what I would really like to say is insignificant sex. What does that mean to you? So, you know, after doing some Google, I just like literally Googled insignificant sex. And it's funny, um, there there are a few things that people have to say about that, right? So as I was looking into it, there there was a blog um, by someone on a thing called connections.mic. And the woman was blogging about being somebody's insignificant other. Now, in Access Consciousness, it's kind of like uh, a pleasure to be somebody's insignificant other. Um and the funny thing is, this woman was almost hurt by it. So funny, reality, depends on whose reality you're in. So for some people, being the insignificant other is really, really, um, you know, it's really, really hard on them. So the insignificant other, as she described it, is somebody who just kind of gets to be in a relationship when the other person's available. And she says, she referred to herself as a space filler and a safe place to go because she's consistent and that's what the person needs. Now, the person she was referring to in this blog was actually somebody who is in a relationship with somebody else and whenever their partner would go away, he would want to hang out with her. And she was like, what? Oh, man, again. And yet she really enjoys this person's company and would like things to go further. So you know, that's this reality's point of view. You're insignificant. Um, you're, you become insignificant other for a few reasons. The person only wants to have sex with you. The person, you know, what else would they like to do? You know, they could only want to have sex with you or they could also never want to have sex with you. It's, uh, it's a funny, funny thing. So, I just, sorry, I just found out that my computer is trying to run an update while this show is going and I hope it doesn't turn me down. And if it does, I'll just hop on, hop on the phone right away. I accidentally pressed a button. So sorry guys if I get turned off. So how significant did I make that? So, um, so this woman who was talking about that, she was rather getting like kind of hurt and 
one of the things too that's going on is that people are creating a lot of significance around other things. So they're referring to this as the 21st century infidelity, where, you know, it's one thing to have your insignificant other that you hang out with and it doesn't mean anything because you're not having sex or you're having sex and that's all you're having. So there's no emotional connection. Well, according to, um, this article and there's been studies done on this that they show that um a lot of straight men feel more threatened by sexual infidelity than emotional cheating while straight women are more threatened by the thought of their partner falling in love with somebody else so for you yourself you know you know take away the studies what is it that you are making super significant about your relationship now, when you make something significant about anything, you actually lock it in. So when you make something meaningful, important, or consequential, it becomes like this, um, it actually becomes a limitation, to just put it really simply. So let's say, for example, you have a new relationship and you say, I have a relationship with someone who's the love of my life. Our relationship's going to be just perfect. And you know, so the thing is, relationship for one is a form. So when I when I refer to relationship on the show, I often have identified it as like the definition of relationship is this is the measurement between two objects. It's actually like the measurement of space and separation between two objects. And in this reality, relationship is form as well. Now, a perfect relationship is something that you're giving structure to. So a perfect relationship is a structure you're trying to make real and rigid and true that may not be those things. So this information, again, is coming from 10 Keys to Total Freedom by Gary Douglas and Dane here. Um, and this book, for me, is a great book. Um, and I haven't used it on this show yet before, uh, although I really do like what it has to say. So if you are interested in it, you can find it online. So now here's the part that makes things very significant. This person is the love of my life. That makes things extremely significant and totally serious. The thing is, those things are all just interesting points of view. You don't actually have to have any of that to form a relationship. There's no necessity of creating a structure. There's no necessity of, of even creating the relationship or having the person be the love of your life. So if you were with somebody and they weren't the love of your life, they weren't, say, for example, for the purpose of this show, they weren't like uh, the copulation king or queen of your reality. So if you're not picking the person who, like, makes love to you like a wild stallion all night long and it's become very significant that their body matches your body and there's so much significance about the perfection of of what you create when you're in the sack. If there was no significance, no form and no structure, if you didn't have to have relationship in there, if you didn't have to have, am I ever going to have a relationship with this person? Truth, do you actually have relationships with everybody? For one, ask that. Um, and what if you had to have no form and no structure and no significance? What could you choose? So when you have no form, no structure, and no significance in a relationship, in communion with other people, 
you have total freedom and total choice. So until you have no no significance, you know, if if everything about what you have is significant, if your relationship to a person is very significant to you, like for example, if the person that you're with is, um, you know, so so, we'll say, um, cruel or mean or loving or any of those things that are. You know, we have this like polarity going on with them and it makes it very significant. That person's such an ass, but I'm staying with them. Uh, you know, that's still significant. Whether they're the love of your life or the biggest jerk you've ever met, you've still created a lot of significance with that person. So if you had no form, no structure, no significance when it comes to copulation and relationships with people, what could you choose and what could you create? So with my marriage, right? So and, and as I'm saying this, for all of you who are super psychic, you're going to notice that when I said my marriage, that I did that little thing with my fingers, the quotation. Is even my lover, um, we were, I wasn't even totally joking about it, but it sounds like a joke when we were discussing our marriage vows. Um, I was saying to him, I'd like to take out all the forevers, all the alwayses. I'd like to take out all the places where... She's making you very significant to me. I'd like to take out all of this. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so I'm like, yay, okay, cool. And and also there was a huge part of it where I said, like, they, you know, this this thing about marriage is very different for me. So, you know, I may not refer to you as my husband. I'll likely keep referring to you as my lover who gave me a ring. And for me, it's more like, and it's not that he requires a title, although for me, if I'm going to give somebody in my life a title that I'm living with, I'd like them to be my lovers so that I know and they know their, essentially their job is we're going to get it on. And and I like to know that I'm going to get it on. So I got me a lover um, and I got a ring. How's it get any better than that? So... You know, a lot of people, and I know this is true because I talk to a lot of people who are in, you know, they're looking at a person that they're with, whether they're so-called married or not, um, and they've never had these talks about, like, what does, what is this, what does relationship mean to you? What is significant to you? What can be insignificant to you? What can we change? And what else is possible? Now, that's a question I'm going to send off uh, you off to break with what else is possible will actually start to clear everything that's no that's got form structure or significance if you're looking for no form no structure no significance keep asking what else is possible and if you just ask that the whole break while we're gone what can change for you so as we go to break ask what else is possible and now we'll go to break many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life. 
and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. Are you a bold, remarkable, unmistakable being that has felt like you're not quite fully engaged and firing on all cylinders in your life, your business, your relationships? Are you ready to join a big movement to assist you in choosing your bodacious invitation to greatness? Choosing B.I.G. is a three-part event taking place January 14th, 21st, and 28th of 2016. To find out all the details and to choose your best year yet, visit the Facebook event page at choosingb.i.g on the community page at b.i.g.livingnow or email b.i.g.livingnow at gmail.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today we're talking about insignificant sex. Just before we went to break, I was asking all of you to just ask the question, what else is possible? So when you go to make things very significant, like this is the love of my life, this is the best sex I've ever had, it's going to be the best sex for the rest of my life because this guy's the one. He's the faux shizzle for my life. And so if you're making it that, you're actually locking yourself in and limiting yourself from choosing anything beyond that even if it's with that person. So, what else is possible? The magic of that question will actually get you out of so much stuff. The magic of what else is possible, whenever you go to, or even notice that your mind is doing those crazy monkey things where it's doing a conclusion. I actually don't know why we call it the monkey mind. I don't know that monkeys actually go into conclusions or they're just playful all the time. So whoever invented the monkey mind is the one that goes to conclusions or the one that thinks all the time. I'm just going to go with monkeys are more playful. Maybe they don't. So everything, whatever that was. <laughs> Sidetrack. I just get a little sidetracked sometimes. So back to no significance. So when when you are looking at anything in your life and you're making it significant, Oh my God, I have to get this money um, for my business. Oh my God, I have to pay this. I have to do this. I have to, I have to, I have to. Those have to's are way significant. What else is possible? What else is possible? What else is possible? And time and time again, you know, everything in the universe, strangely, mysteriously, and miraculously will conspire to actually contribute to you. So what if you ask, what else is possible? So if you're going into stuff with the definition of I have to, I have to, I have to, uh, or, you know, 
if you know if this person doesn't call me, that means they don't like me. Okay, all that conclusionary stuff, everywhere you jumping to conclusions, making decisions before you have all the, before you've even allowed yourself to perceive all the energy around it. Because man, how often do we do that? We'll just like decision conclusion, and yet we know we know we're freaking aware, and we know there's more information if we just look beyond our nose. You know, and sometimes we forget we have a nose because unless you have a really big one, it's really hard to see it when you look down. So, you know, we can't even half the time see beyond our nose because we forget we have it until it's stuffed up. So please, like, look past the shit that's right in front of you and just perceive the reality that's actually there instead of the conclusion you're creating with this is so significant. This person, it's got to be the one, you know. Um, and, and I am like, I do readings for people and they want to know, is this the guy? Is this the one? Is It's like, if you actually are not aware of that yourself, if the energy about that person doesn't match for you, what are you already aware of? If the energy does match for you, what are you asking me for? So that's my funny little question there, but what um what you can do you know and if you really are confused and you'd like some questions to ask i am happy to give you questions to ask so you can see if the energy of who you're with matches what you'd like to create in your life so um you know that is that is something completely different so that's choice creating your reality where when you make it significant like he's the one is he the one for me he's got to be the one he's the one ah the one incredibly significant so in any way that right now you're making anything in your life significant whether it's a person a thing money job you know whatever it is you're doing that you're making incredibly significant get the energy of that of that significance do you get how the energy of that so you guys perceive it for another minute now for me I mean, I perceive the energy of something that I've made incredibly significant. It is like a punch in my gut. And I've made something so incredibly significant. Or I've bought other people's points of view about something being incredibly significant. So the other day, you know, my house was full. I had um, my my dad, my father-in-law um was here then you know my father-in-law left and somebody else arrived with three children and a dog and like there was a lot going on in my house and I have a small home I have like a 1400 square foot house and I have a lot of land um so in order to escape insanity I had to like run out in my field yay field so <laughs> there was a lot of interesting energies around my home and I was noticing how you know a lot of things were being made really significant you know, our choice to um, create marriage vows was significant to people in the house, very significant to my dad, um, who gave me a lot of advice, which was very interesting, uh, coming from the man who um, has had, you know, well, he's had a lot of relationships, so I suppose he has some expertise in that area. If you can have like 50 relationships in 77 years of life, I think that's, you know, he's got a lot to go on. I don't know that he's got a lot of staying power with these people, but, you know, he's got a lot of different personalities he's chosen. So he was giving me some interesting advice on how to maintain relationship. And one day, one day if I actually... Uh, get that it's light, I will have my dad on talking about him 
itself as a stallion at the age of 70, whatever. So, so it's quite, um, it became quite a lot of information that was coming at me that I was making a few things significant and a few, quite a few. And my body started to really get it. I was making, there was some clearings that came up from Axis the other day. I was making that very significant. I was making some other stuff I've been doing very significant. People in my life um, were very significant. There was just so much coming at me uh, that I was choosing to make significant. So what if I didn't? You know, so as I started to, um, today even, just go through some of this uh, stuff in the book, and I just thought, okay, I'm really going to look at this no form, no structure, and no significance again. And every time I read it, I get something else out of it. And so this time, one of the things that jumped out at me was that um, Dane said that when you're trying to get out of significance with something, you've already made it significant. And I was like, holy diggity, of course. So do you like that? I said diggity instead of swearing. And <laughs> so um, when you're trying to get out of significance with something, you've already made it significant. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to try and get out of significance with it. Aren't we cute? So if I'm trying to get out of significance of my body having density and making it really significant, got to get out of it, got to get out of this, got to function, got to be more functional, got to get this work done, got to, got to, got to clear it, got to, got to, got to, got to, have to, have to. So every time we make it really significant, we actually lock it up even more. So what if it's not significant? What if it's just a choice to change anything and to choose anything? So that was really cool because it kind of was like, right, trying to get out of significance with something, you've already made it significant, which is also one of the things where I had this awareness where it was like, if you're trying to avoid competition, chances are you've already created competition. So I noticed that about me in my life. And I was like, my whole life I've been trying to avoid competition, yet somehow that was also creating competition which was making things ultra-significant. How adorable. So I started to run some uh, clearings on that. And apparently I have right now people from India wanting to call me on uh, Facebook because I'm, you know, I'm talking about insignificance. So I'm just going to uh, take away my Facebook page here so that I don't have people calling me in the middle of this, which is cute and strange. Um, so, um, I really like this. So, I'm going to say it one more time. If you're trying to get out of significance with something, you've already made it significant. So, what are you trying to get out of significance with that you've already made significant? So, for example, maybe you have a person that you've been working with or a friend or a company you're working with and you're making you're trying to go, okay, okay, if I make it insignificant, then I can, you know, deal with it better. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't care. I, no, no, I promise I don't care. Um, guess what? You've already made it incredibly significant. What else is possible? What else is possible? What else is possible? What else is possible right now, right away? What else is possible that I can choose right now? What's really possible here? What choices do I really have? What question could I ask and what would that question create? What kind of contribution can I be or receive here? So these are some things you can ask to get out of significance. Where else?
can I, you know, whatever it is, if it's like a work thing or if it's like a relationship thing or, you know, if it's a, you know, you want to have a lover, like where else can I get some loving in? Where else can I, with business, where else can I make money? You know, there's so many things that we're even checking out the possibilities of if we just make everything else significant. No, this is the person who's going to make me money. If I hire them, they're going to make me money. Cool. Ask a question, though. Truth, if you hire this person, if you add them to your business, will they make you money? Truth, if you add this person to your life, will, you know, your copulation um, frequency increase? So, you know, if you add somebody else to your life, would your copulation frequency increase? Now, I'm just curious, kind of playing with that question. So, if we ask that about anything, just for fun, like if copulation is where you'd like to increase uh, stuff, what if you started asking that about anything? Like, hey, truth, um, if I eat this carrot, will my copulation frequency increase? <laughs> hey, you never know. Like, I have no idea how or why these things show up, but let's go with uh, that. Like, what if anything could actually increase your your copulation frequency, your money inflows, your joy levels, uh, your body flexibility. Like, what would your body like? You know, would your body like to have more sex, me, movement? And so what if you ask that of everything and anything and not make the information significant? Okay, your body would like a carrot. Awesome. Where would it like it? Would it like to digest it? Would it like it put somewhere else? We never know, right? Sometimes we assume it says carrot and we think we're supposed to eat the carrot. You never know what you're supposed to do with the carrot. So I'm going to leave you guys with that as we head off to break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255 Talk or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And tonight we're talking about significance and insignificance and insignificant sex. And one of the questions in the back room is, I wonder what it is about copulation or sex in this reality that makes it so significant? Um, What is it about that we make it so significant? So there are a few things, like I was watching a video about um, animal, the animal kingdom, and um, animals copulating, and how there isn't an awful lot of significance in the animal kingdom. It's really more about um, there's an instinctual drive in their bodies. Uh, and, and it was fascinating, actually, to watch this. It was a TED Talk on uh, on animals and copulating pleasure. And one of the things is that um, that about that was that, that we, uh, human beings, actually have... Uh, so some some animals in the animal kingdom just have uh, a drive for sex. Like their bodies will be like on and ready and go, and just there's no need for the woman to have stimulation or to have the female body to have any stimulation to get um, ready to go. There's just like a, a, you know an occurrence that I can't remember the exact word they used. And then there's another variation of it where it actually requires stimulation. So we um, we actually make a lot of it significant by there's certain things biologically inherent in us that there's a, these like biological chemical reactions that are created in the body through touch and through stimulation. And these chemical reactions, like if we're going to go from a biological standpoint, are what, you know, release certain things like endorphins or make us really happy. And these are the things that we get high on and we get excited about. And it's like touch and human contact. Our bodies get so happy. We get this euphoria. It's like a drug. And then we actually become semi-like addicted to that feeling of euphoria, that we make that feeling or sensation significant. So if we actually looked at it as an energy and went, well, that was interesting. Now, where else could I receive that? How else can I receive that? Can I receive more of that? Where can I receive more of that? Can I just pull it in? Um, you might find that that the whole attachment to the other person in particular uh, diminishes and that you can have more play with the person you're with, less um, significance about that it is them and that really it comes down to is their body contributing to your body. So, and there is there is a lot of different cultural things. Like in the show last week when we talked about sex rites and rituals from around the world, there are cultures that um, consider eating somebody else to be way more significant than copulating so that if you know you are only to eat with the person you're going to in public with the person you're going to be married to and but meanwhile you can be copulating with every person in the village until that so you know one of the things um, that you're asking about in the back room as well as um, curiosity about whether religion 
if religion is making sex and copulation taboo actually created some of that significance. So if they if they mention it, like if religion mentions copulation uh, or lack of it, like, for example, the whole notion of um, being really significant to lose your virginity in some cultures, uh, you know, virginity can actually be valued and people will buy it for money. And, you know, I have like family members who have reserved their virginity for years and years. And um, it's interesting, like they're making the virginity incredibly significant. Funny thing is I actually just recently watched a video and I've posted it on the Pleasure Zone on Facebook. So if you're not, um, if you haven't liked the Pleasure Zone yet and you'd like to see this video, um, it was actually, it's a fun video. It's done by some, I think, college students. And there is actual research that went into it talking about the um, the lies of the hymen. So not all women um, will have their hymen break during copulation, which this was like news to me, actually. I just learned this yesterday. And one of the things about it is like not all bodies will do that and some bodies will regrow it. So to me, that was quite fascinating that um, we've made that we've made virginity incredibly significant. And because of that, we've made sex incredibly significant. Um, a lot of that stuff back in the day had to do with, you know, having, knowing who the right heir to the throne was. Essentially, it was like, if a queen is pregnant with somebody's baby, you want to make sure that that queen is having the baby of the king and not having a baby of the, you know, of the peasants. Although lots of kings had babies with peasants, that was okay. They were not rightful heirs to the throne because they were not having the babies with the queen at the time. So the queen was, however, not encouraged to be doing the same thing. So a lot of that significance around the virginity and sex with certain people or even monogamous sex had to do with like preserving you know, and some of the research I've done, it had mostly to do with preserving um, lineages for royalty, um, you know, or uh, different for different things, but it mostly had to do with royalty and land ownership. So, you know, um, where we've made these things significant and yet uh, still to this day and age, there are, you know, women are still being checked in different parts of the world um, to see, you know, if they... You know, if they don't have their hymen anymore, they're considered liars and, you know, they can't be raped. And there's all kinds of weird, weird stuff that's attached to that, that um, that is being put out there in those cultures uh, to diminish women. But the thing is, when you diminish women, you diminish men. So um, it's not like a one-way street. As soon as women get put down, the women are not being totally who they be and how can they contribute to everybody else in society. So, you know, we talk a lot about, on, and this is a total side note, but I had some comments um, on a few videos recently and people were talking about, well, that's like, um, if it was the other way around, it would be considered, uh, you know, women abuse or spousal abuse or blah, 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 blah. And I was like, things like, we just so don't get how when we beat somebody else up, we're actually diminishing ourselves. And we really wonder, like, what what would actually be a greater contribution to each other is to maybe not diminish each other ever. 
so let's not do that. And I'm wondering, uh, and it looks like I'm going to be talking about this on another show very soon. So yes to that request in the back room, back end. Um, and and I, it's such a curiosity to me that we would even consider diminishing anybody ever. And, you know, so insignificance and diminishing are different. Like if you make something not significant, you're just saying that it's, you know, you're not placing a lot of meaning on it. It doesn't mean that you don't care. That's something that I wanted to point out. It's like if you're having insignificant sex with somebody, does that mean that the person doesn't care about you? Not at all. Like that person can care deeply for you and you can have what is like insignificant sex. So by insignificant copulation in sex, what I mean about that and what where I'm coming from and whatever you get on this, that's cool. That's your point of view. So what I get from it is it's like, what if it doesn't have to mean anything of importance? Like if I have, if I copulate with you, then, oh my God, I'm in a relationship with you. Gary and Dane have this saying, it's like, you know, you have sex with a person once, it's for fun, sex twice, it's a relationship, third time you're married. And this thing, this reality creates that as real and true. And so we make it incredibly significant. And if we just went, cool, body would be fun. Body would this be fun? Body would this contribute to you? You know, are these bodies contributing to each other? Like it's, it's a play where we contribution is a mutual thing. It goes both ways. So what I um, what I wonder is, you know, can you have insignificant sex? and still have caring. What I'm aware of is that that is totally possible. It's that that can actually be some of the greatest caring and kindness to another person is where we don't make them significant. Because as soon as we make anybody significant, we actually limit them too. So if I were to make my lover significant, um, then it's kind of like I put this um, you know, it's like pressing a button and all time, space, everything just freezes. Like right now, this is significant and you will be this forever and for all eternity. And so for me, it's almost like it, it freezes them in this place where they have to be that for me forever and doesn't allow them to, to change. They're going to change anyway, but they're going to try their damnedest to try and be whatever it is that I made totally significant, like that was the best sex ever. And then they're going to try and recreate that. Yet, I was like, that was super fun. And now what else is possible would allow them to explore possibilities beyond what we created. So can you be intimate without attachment is what I'd like to also ask too, which is something that was asked in the back room as well. So intimacy has, you know, according to access has five different components to it and what i'm aware of is yeah you can absolutely have intimacy without attachment what if true intimacy is when there's communion with everything and everyone on the planet and you're actually not attached in a way that like you have this like hook in them if you're aware that you you're aware of them you're aware of you and there isn't like a hook into each other where you're attached to them pulling on them, them pulling on you, where's this like um, tug of war going on energetically. This is more like where you are being, you know, bull, honoring you, having gratitude for you. Um, it's all those elements of intimacy that we can be for ourselves. And then in that space, 
um, there's actually, strangely enough, and I'd just like you to check the energy on this and see if it's true for you, when you have all the elements of intimacy with you, are you actually in question? And when you're in question, are you actually having no form, no structure, and no significance? What are you aware of? So what I'm aware of is if I'm in question and if I'm being those elements of intimacy, then there is no form, no structure, and no significance. And I can create whatever I like with my life, whether it's with other people or or not. I mean, other people are always involved in my life. Then what greater contribution can I be to all of that without making it significant? Without having goals. People are creating goals all over the place lately. So, you know, New Year's Eve, people do these resolutions and make things really significant. So when we come back from break, um, we'll just look at a few more things. We'll have a few more minutes left to talk about insignificant sex. How's it getting any better than that? Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. Are you a bold, remarkable, unmistakable being that has felt like you're not quite fully engaged and firing on all cylinders in your life, your business, your relationships? Are you ready to join a big movement to assist you in choosing your bodacious invitation to greatness? Choosing B.I.G. is a three-part event taking place January 14th, 21st, and 28th of 2016. To find out all the details and to choose your best year yet, visit the Facebook event page at choosingb.i.g on the community page at b.i.g.livingnow or email b.i.g.livingnow at gmail.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about insignificant sex. One of the things um, Gary and Dane were talking about in these 10 keys to total freedom in the 
insignificant, uh, no significance, no structure, no form section. Um, they were asking this around families, but I, I would actually like to ask this more around lovers and um, like playmates. So, and I'm just ask one of the many questions that they asked. So one of the things they asked, and this had to do with family, again, I'm changing it to lovers. So if you think about, um, or, you know, I try not to get you to sing, just perceive the significance of having your lover, you know, be in your life, or losing your lover. And just see, does that give you space and allowance, or does it do something else? And then get the significance of never being able to get rid of them. And just see what you get around that. Because when I read that, I was like, wow, this is so strange. Like, if I, if I think about the significance of having my lover or losing my lover, what does that do? And I kind of went, huh? And does it give me more space or allowance? And it actually did something really wonky in my universe. And then I got the significance of never being able to get rid of them. And it actually created this like really weird contraction for me. It was almost like way more ease in my life if I know that there's choice and that if they need to go, they can go and I can have them leave. So, you know, it may be different for you, though. Please ask that question. Like, it's a it's a really cool question. You can ask it about anything. Getting the significance of having your business or losing your business. Getting the significance of never being able to get rid of your business, you know, all the things, things where you find that you're getting like, that you're making really significant, you can ask those questions around that, like having it and losing it, and then never being able to get rid of it. So part of it is that what you'll start to notice, likely what you'll start to notice, and not everybody will, but you might, that making something significant is going to be the very energy, keep it away from you. So, you know, if you're trying your darndest to have a lover, keep a lover, or that, you know, then you realize that, whoa, what if I never could get rid of this lover? That with all of that significance that in place, that that person can never truly show up for you. So, you know, you got to look at, when you're looking at things and you're looking at what is it that's like, why can't, you know, people usually ask like, why isn't this showing up? Um, you know, what would it take for it to show up? Start asking like, have I made this significant? Have, you know, what is the form? What is the structure? What have I done here? So let's try something else maybe, right? Let's not do that. Let's ask some more questions. What questions can you ask is one of the things um, that I like to ask. And then, you know, there's some clearings you can do on that as well. And, you know, one of the things is like when you have something that you've made significant, you can just ask, um, or if you're resenting that you've made it significant, because oftentimes we'll resent like, oh, my God, I can't believe I made them so significant and then they just left me or whatever, an asshole, and you start resenting them. So um, you can ask, like, how many necessities do I have creating this? And then you can just ask to pock and pot it. So if you have anything that you're making a necessity, you're making it significant. It's necessary that I see this person. It's necessary that I do this project. All these things are significant and necessary. And so if you have necessities around it, please ask, like, you know, how many necessities do I have creating this? And everything that is, just trying to uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. How many necessities for doing this do I have? And then just trying to uncreate it all. If you're not having fun and it's not ease, chances are you've made something significant, really significant. So please look at that. And then 
you know, destroying and uncreating the necessities around it can create more space for you to know that you have choice. You have choice in relationship. You have choice in copulation. You know, where you're, you know, even if it's a one night stand and you think you're going to make it insignificant because you're like, ah, it's a one night stand. In this reality, a one night stand is considered insignificant sex. Um, though you could have insignificant sex with somebody you're with forever because you're not making it stuck and you're not making it a conclusion and you're also not going to make it into a limitation. That would be truly insignificant sex with your insignificant other compared to where we're being uncaring and unkind by saying you don't, nothing about you matters to me. It's not about the person not that you don't care about them. It's that you're not limiting you and what you're creating together. So I just want to be really clear that insignificant sex is not that you don't care. It's that you're not limiting what you're creating with them or with you together. So, you know, I think there's oftentimes we get into this like mind screw around things where we're like, no form, no structure, no significance, but things are significant. I have a baby. Um, Cool. I have a baby too. And, you know, my relationship with her changes every 10 seconds. And also... I'm willing to have that be insignificant so that she can be who she truly is so that I don't go, you're this and you're that. And I make and I define her as you're the best kid ever. Look at you. You're fantastic. This you're this you're that you're the most perfect artist ever. And then I lock her into that so that she can never choose or change. That's not cool. That's for an abuse in a really weird way. And yet we would call it positive reinforcement in this reality. You're the best ever. Blah, blah, blah. It's so limiting and funny, and yet at the same time, we think it's positive reinforcement. So what if we can acknowledge other people's greatnesses and be caring and kind and not make any of it significant? I want to thank you all for coming on today and listening to me ramble about insignificant sex. And also like to invite you to a call that I am promoting called Choosing Big, and you've heard some ads during the show about that, and also to my own uh, call starting this week uh, called Bust Open Your Psychic Self. It's a monthly telecall. Join me and uh, check me out on Facebook. Have a great night. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.